on why she's doing that. Okay, so today again is March 13th, 2021. Again, the beginning of the show. I believe in six degrees of separation. It's been proven over and over again that um, I know somebody in your circle, vice versa. Um, A new connection has happened. You're one person away, one help away, one advice away from where you need to be. And then I tell you how I know the person that I am currently talking to. Oh, my glasses way on the other side of the room, but it's okay. So, Franca, it is going on a whole year that I've known her. June will be a year, actually. Um, She was a part of, or still a part of, um, Detroit Mass Choir which is now called the 313 Choir. Um, and she was a uh, soprano while I was alto. And um, I joined at the time where the choir was getting ready for the, um, was it a white concert? No. We was And um, the same concert we were getting ready to do a fashion show. It was a, basically a variety show because they did some rap. Um, we did a skit and uh, Franca and Stacy um, did fashion show. There I am. Right. So uh, Franca did um, her wedding gowns. While Stacy did um, and did some of her clothing, so I got a chance to model some of the clothes with Stacy, while some other ones did the model for Franca and her uh, wedding dresses. So, but we're not going to talk about the wedding dresses today. <laughs> so this is I'm how to I figure out how to stop this other video. Let's see. So, um, again, this is one of those moments where there's a twofold for the conversation that we're having today. So, um, it's later on, I'm going to have her back on the show. And at that point, she's going to, um, talk about the wedding dresses that she designs and the business that she has. But today we're going to talk about the full portion of Franca. And I believe this is a really, really good time for this conversation because I am in the process of, as I say, the road to recovery of losing weight, um, beating diabetes, PCOS, and um, clean eating as a lifestyle, not just fly by moment, for a few months and all of that now. So I'm currently only basically eating seafood, vegetables and fruit and lots of water and, the, you know, the healthy smoothies and all that good stuff. So, um, Franca, let's go down um, from the beginning of why we're having this conversation today when it comes to food. Okay, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for um, inviting me, Camilla. 
I um, been looking forward to this um, session this evening and I'm going to go way back and then I'll go to what got me to where I am currently. So I grew up in a household that pretty much ate vegetarian and <clears throat> we did eat meat, but it was always like clean, you know, Leviticus, clean meat as the Bible tells us to eat. So I grew up eating chicken, beef, lamb, turkey. Those were the meats that we did eat and, and like fi fish, but like clean fish, no scavengers. And when I was in high school, um, my coach um, convinced me that I needed to eat even more meat because meat for us was always like a specialty thing at Thanksgiving or Christmas, or like if we were out shopping with my mom, she would buy us KFC. But for the most part, we ate fruit, vegetables, nuts, grains, you know, beans, things like that. Meat was a rare thing. And like for special occasions, like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So fast forward, <clears throat> excuse me, to getting married to my husband in 1991 and he grew up in a family that ate meat all the time. We're both from Caribbean backgrounds, but his family's Jamaican. Mine was Trinidad. And all the islands have their like meat dishes that they do. Like um, in Trinidad, we do a lot of curry chicken and, and other curried items and um, stew, um, stewed chicken, stuff like that. And in Jamaica, they do oxtails, curry goat, curry lamb, um, jerk chicken, like all the stuff that you really like to eat if you eat Caribbean food. And as a young child, he decided he wanted to be vegetarian and he convinced his family to be vegetarian for a year. He swears he thinks his dad like snuck uh, meat <laughs> when he wasn't looking with the family. But for a year, the family, you know, pretended to be vegetarian. And then after that, they re re went back to their meat eating. After he and I got married, he was determined to get off of meat completely. And I facilitated that with my cooking. I cooked a lot of, and he went vegan, not just vegetarian. So he wasn't eating cheese, milk, eggs, none of that. And I facilitated that with the way I prepared his food and he loved it. And his friends would actually come over and eat our food with us because they loved my cooking so much. And they were like, you don't miss meat eating the way you cook. But I still ate meat. I still ate my curry chicken, my curry goat, you know, my lamb and turkey or whatever. So um, fast forward now to 2016. Um, well, the, I'll go back to 2009. In 2009, I became extremely ill one Saturday morning. And I had this like wrenching pain in my abdomen that was causing me to, and I don't mean to be graphic, but literally like projectile vomit. I couldn't keep anything down. I thought I had gas. So I was drinking hot tea and it would just come right out. And I ended up going to the hospital after like maybe two or three hours of just like intense abdominal pain. <clears throat> it turned out I had a bowel obstruction. They had to put tubes down my throat and it was an ordeal. And um, after like three or four days, I got better and went home. That was 2009. In 2016, one morning, I woke up with the same gut-wrenching pain. And for some reason, I didn't remember it. I didn't remember that it was the same thing I had had back in 2009. 
I just was bewildered. Like, what could this be? I went to the ER. They did all kinds of tests on me. They couldn't figure out what it was. They gave me some um, morphine. The morphine did nothing. I was still in pain. They sent me back home because they couldn't find anything. I was still, you know, in pain two hours later. So I went back to the ER again. And this time when I went back, um, the doctor said, you have a bowel obstruction. So they put tubes down my throat again and got the knots out, you know, by emptying my stomach. And so that was like August, 2016. Then like literally a month to the day later, the same pain came back again. And this time I knew exactly what it was. So I went back to the ER and I told them I had this a month ago. I think it's another bowel obstruction. I don't know what I'm doing now. By that time, I had been off meat completely for a month because I had convinced myself that the meat was doing this to me or that I needed to stay off of meat so that I wouldn't get another bowel obstruction again. So this time when I went back to the ER, I got a doctor and he was like, oh, I'll have you out in in three days. And and, um, I saw that you were here five days last time. I'll have you out in three days. Well, lucky for me, I got a second opinion. And that doctor told me, you need to have emergency surgery. Your bowel is rupturing. I can do it tonight or I can do it in the morning. And he said, you know, I have a little boy who's nine years old and I promised him that I would come home and and, um, tuck him in tonight before he goes to bed. We can take care of this in the morning. You'll be okay, but it's your choice. Do you want to do it tonight or do you want to do it in the morning? And I said, I want to do it tonight. Please tell your little boy, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you, right. Tuck him in tonight. I was so scared and my husband was scared. Um, we didn't know what was going on. And I had had other surgeries before, but, but the way he was conveying what was going on to me, it was, I could tell it was serious. So long story short, they did the surgery on me. They took out part of my intestine, sewed me back up. The ordeal did not end there. The surgery went fine. It was, it went perfectly well, but I ended up getting a staph infection and that almost killed me. I was in the hospital for almost two months, um, lost about 24 pounds. I won't go into like the whole ordeal, but it was an ordeal. I almost, I almost died because in trying to recover, they were throwing all kinds of different antibiotics at me while they were culturing the staff to see which bacteria it was so that they could give me the correct um, antibiotic in the right dose. Well, one of the antibiotics that they were giving me, I didn't know it. No one else knew it, but I was allergic to it. And every time they administered it, I would literally feel my heart racing like I was going to die. And finally, I took matters into my own hands, advocated for myself, started asking questions like, what are you giving me? What is that? And every time and told the nurse, every time you give me that medication, I feel like I'm going to die. So they stopped it. So long story short, after um, losing all that weight and and, um, getting better, I got home. I couldn't eat. I was eating like a little tiny dish of food this big, about that deep, 
it literally had like maybe two tablespoons of food in it. I just, I couldn't eat. And it took I probably another month or so for me to start eating like a small saucer of food. And I just determined that my body can't handle meat anymore. I'm not going to eat it. I was afraid to eat it. And I stopped. And so this was 2016, September. Let's fast forward to 2019, July. I went to visit my aunt in Canada. And she didn't know about the ordeal I had gone through or any of that. And she had fixed some um, corned beef. And I had not had any meat since 2016. So I was thinking, "Ah, maybe I'm good. I could, you know, have a little bit. So I ate some. It was absolutely delicious. Um, And then about maybe an hour or two later, we were riding around looking for some other stuff while I was up there. And I started to feel that gut-wrenching pain again. And I was, I was so, I was shocked. Like, I cannot believe I've done this to myself again. And here I go again, drinking hot tea, trying to tell myself, no, it's not that it's just gas. You know, I, I was doing everything that I had done before that never worked every time this happened to me. And by the grace of God, My cousin took me to the ER. Now, the funny part of this story is these are cousins I hadn't seen since the 1970s. So I go to visit them for the first time in like 30 something years. And I end up having to go to the ER while I'm there. So we go to the ER and by the grace of God, like I had been in pain for about maybe three and a half, four hours by this time, the pain started to subside. And I was like, Lord, I will never ever put another piece of red meat in my mouth ever. I get it. I can't eat it. I can't handle it. It's not good for me. And I just stopped eating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do eat fish every once in a blue moon, like maybe four to six times a year, but the rest of it, I don't touch because it, I just cannot process it. Um, and I found that I feel a lot better when I eat my fruits and my vegetables and my beans and, you know, my quinoa and and whatever else, you know, I can find. And there's so many tasty, um, recipes that you can find on the internet or make up yourself. And, you know, I have, I wish I had some pictures I would share with you. I have some nice looking food that I make and people like it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's my story. And, you know. I think where, um, I guess when you, um, I think with where I'm at now, I can do without meat. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, I, I do eat a lot of um, fish, salmon, mm-hmm. um, those type of fish. And um, I do eat shrimp, mm-hmm. but not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I do eat um mussels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have decided that I don't I didn't really care for chicken anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it would be like hamburgers and stuff, but I can deal without that too. Right. Um, and now that I have a husband who um works at a vegetable store, mm-hmm. is basically um we have a salad tonight. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm bringing you vegetables tonight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's 
fresh vegetables, not in a can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's the best and, way to have them. Um, he comes up with different dishes. Um, sometimes I post a lot of the salads. It's not regular salads. Sometimes it's the fruit salads. Sometimes it's uh, salads with the nuts and cranberries and mm-hmm. different things like that. So it's yeah. delicious. It's not the same. But um, I have to change my uh, lifestyle mm-hmm. um, for health reasons as well as um, to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and as my sister said earlier, she had a gardening class this morning. It's good to know and eat from your own garden mm-hmm. where you know what's on it. Right. In it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a good habit to eat garden food. So um, that's where I am now. So that's why I said it was very important for me mm-hmm. that um, you come on and talk about um, the dangers now, any like anything else, you know, we have those foods that we are allergic to. Mm-hmm. And then there's foods that's just not good. It takes a long time. And beef and pork is one of those foods that take a long time to digest out of our systems. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in the process of also, um, like I said, clean eating mm-hmm. and um, getting natural things to um, help. Um, my body get back to its natural way of healing itself. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the things about meat eating that I've learned in in my journey is that when you eat meat or any meat byproducts, and I still eat meat byproducts, I still eat eggs, I still eat cheese. I, I'm not on the vegan journey yet. I'm praying about that because <laughs> I know that that is the best way to go for me. But when you eat animal products, it puts your body in a state of acidity. And when there's, when your body isn't alkaline, it causes inflammation, acid causes inflammation. And so that's why we feel like pain in our knees, pain in our back, pain in our, in our hands, that's inflammation. The other thing that causes inflammation that's even worse than eating meat is sugar. And anything you read about sugar, it, it's another product that puts your body in a state of having acid. And I, and that is a weakness for me. I'm not like a person that likes sweets per se, but I do like my peach cobbler. I do like those, um, those um, Mediterranean desserts like baklava. I love that kind of stuff. I like cheesecake. And so I have to watch myself because... Even when I eat sugar, if, if I have a piece of cheesecake one day, nothing happens. But if I have another slice that day, and then maybe another a day or so later, another slice, my leg and my hip will just blow up and I get inflammation and I start feeling like old and, and stiff. Sluggish, yeah. Sluggish, yeah. And so... The meat and the sugar, they both do the same thing. And the thing wow. is, the way that God made fruits, he made fruit in a way that we get that nice, sweet, natural flavor that we need. And so what I've been trying to do, too, is if I feel if I first of all, I know I'm going to want something sweet, like around four o'clock. So I take a cluster of some nice, juicy grapes with me. It has to be fruit that's sweet and, and the seedless ones. I'll cut up like some fresh mango and I'll put it in a dish and take it with me because I know at four o'clock 
that that my brain is going to start telling me you need sugar get something sweet to eat and i don't want to go for like chocolate chip cookie or or even an oatmeal cookie cuz it's oatmeal and raisins but it still has sugar, sugar in it, in it. Mm-hmm. so you know we need to like train ourselves or reprogram ourselves into making the right choices every single time you know i was working at an office where (laughs) there was a jimmy john's right next door and i found myself going there like two three days a week getting either an oatmeal cookie or a chocolate chip cookie needless to say i put on like six pounds while i was working there doing that well the Lord knew that I needed to stop doing that. So he moved me to another location and there's nothing I can walk near, near to so I could go get cookies or anything like that. So now I'm being forced to bring my grapes with me, but it's all about planning ahead. And, you know, yes, absolutely. Um, my husband. So the night before, cause I have to be at work at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. So who wants to get up extra, extra early to fix your lunch, mm-hmm. fix, you know, what you're going to eat for the day that morning. Mm-hmm. So my husband makes sure that that night, whatever we have for dinner, take half of that, mm-hmm. take it for lunch the next day mm-hmm. and then um, put in fruit mm-hmm. um, and make sure I have, I always take like four or five bottles of water every mm-hmm. day to work. Um, so that what gives me the opportunity to stop going to the vending machine to get pop. Mm-hmm. Um, stop going to the store, spending 15 to $20 at the gas station, getting junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you have trained your body to think that even though I'm snacking, it's the wrong snack. Mm-hmm. So my husband, I was like, I read something, I seen something on YouTube, which is again, um, very helpful for those who are trying to clean eat. Um, celery sticks, oh, yeah. carrot sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to put, uh, for those who put peanut butter, for those who do, um, I tried the cream cheese mm-hmm. um, with it. Um, sometimes, of course, it's grapes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's pears, it's uh, peaches, things of that nature to snack on the right food. Instead of going to the getting um, chips. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, a lot of people didn't know that a lot of, which was my nemesis, is bread mm-hmm. and noodles. Mm-hmm. My favorite dishes was macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Um, noodles, uh, Raymond noodles, and um, things of that nature. So it's a mindset that I can't eat like that. I can't, yes. when we go grocery store um, shopping for groceries, don't go down this aisle. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that to yourself. Or find, you know? or find a substitute. You know, um, just recently, um, I found these noodles at um, Aldi's that are made out of black beans. There's no gluten in them at all. And they're delicious. They have a spinach version, a, a black bean version. I can't remember what the other version is. And they're really, really tasty. They're low in fat. There's no gluten. There's no um, carb. Well, the carbs that beans have in it, but not carbs from flour, carbs from from um, beans. And it's really, really tasty. So you just have to find substitutes for whatever you don't want to eat. And you mentioned celery. 
Celery is a good diuretic and it's also really good for inflammation. Like when you juice that celery with Uh some spinach and some green apples and throw a little piece of pineapple in there, ooh, your body, when you drink it, just goes, like (laughs) you just feel all tingly, like you got a, like a, um, like a, a vein massage or something Uh It goes through your veins and you, you feel it almost immediately. Immediately. Yes. Um, I just did a, a detox um, juice last night of um, boiled pineapples, um, cut up pineapples with Boy, the seed on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then you cut up a half a cum- cucumber, mm-hmm. like three um, sticks of the celery, ginger, mm-hmm. lemon, and bananas. Why the skin of the pineapple? There must be some reason. Oh, so, yeah. That. They said that the um, nutrients from the skin mm-hmm. is what we miss out on. Oh. So, so since you can't eat it, mm-hmm. they said boil it out mm-hmm. instead of putting in your actual blender, you know, like bottle of water. Just drink it like a tea. Like strain it. Yep. Oh. And use that in that and um, blend it together and drink mm-hmm. it. And well, it's uh, supposed my to help. I have. Yep, and um, it's supposed to help with um getting the dic- t- um the toxins out of your body, mm-hmm. as well as helping like with odor, um, helping oh, okay. um, your underarms, you know, the carpet, as they say. Okay. <laughs> um, getting that to a natural state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was um, I was telling my sister another two day toxin um drink that um. And this is from Africa. Okay. Um, she said uh, mint leaves. Mm-hmm. Clean off the mint leaves, of course. And she did um, distilled vinegar and water to make sure that any bugs or anything that you're not ingesting that. Mm-hmm. So make sure you clean the mint leaves. Mm-hmm. And she did ginger. And if you do a lemon or you can do a lime. Okay. And then blend it together and drink it. And those are two day, um, two day and it's supposed to, you know, help clean it out. So I've been doing a lot of researching of smoothies um, that is very inexpensive to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, any of things um, on a natural side, I do an oil that has um, black seed, mm-hmm. um, black seed. Tum, um, tum, is it turmeric? Turmeric is also a good um, inflammation reducer. Yes, tumeric. that and um, I believe ginger and cinnamon mm-hmm. um, in it, and I put that in water, and I constantly, you know, drink so. Um, and I'm always uh, apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. That's really good too for. And so out. I'm trying to, you know, not trick my body, but like I said, it's a lifestyle of getting my body back into the place of naturally healing itself mm-hmm. without um, I'm supposed to be on metformin. I'm supposed to be on insulin, mm-hmm. but the devil is a lie. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. Right. Right. So um, we can <clears throat> heal ourselves with a lot of things that God has um, created for us naturally. We just have, and, and it's so easy to research stuff. Now you can Google almost anything. I mean, anything you have to check and recheck. Cause it's a lot, a lot of stuff out there. That's not fact you know, fact-based, but there's good sources out there where you can find good um, things to put into your body to heal yourself of all types of diseases. Yes. And so, like I said, it was very important 
um, that we talk about this um, tonight. And of course, you're going to be back on to talk about the other part of you, which is the, <laughs> uh, the wedding dresses. Yeah. That um, this is the time, especially during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. My sister, uh, like I said, she's a excellent, successful gardener. Mm-hmm. And um, she has her children into it. She got our other family members into it. And so it's like, okay, now it's time for me to start gardening for myself, mm-hmm. as well as I have, you know, direct access with my husband to bring in fresh fruit, fresh um, vegetables okay. that um, most of the time, like I was eating, um, praying yesterday and eating dragon fruit. And they was like dragon fruit i'm like dragon fruit is the bomb it's good yes so i was like if i hadn't you know went to a fruit market i would have never thought never Mm -hmm. heard of it Mm -hmm. you know and i'll try to explain like it's in this uh pink red kind of you know shell and you just and it looks like it has poppy seeds in it it has poppy seeds (laughs) so i take it as like if you ever had kiwi Mm -hmm. it tastes and feels like kiwi Mm -hmm. but it's not as sweet as kiwi no yeah. But it's good for you. It's so good. like I could just peel it like a banana and just start mm-hmm. and eat the yeah. whole thing. Um, so yes, I, I eat dragon fruit. I eat um I've tried bitter melon. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nasty. It's so good for you though. It's so good, that is, that but it's so like, nasty. You have to know how to prepare it because you, you can cook it. You know you can cook it. Yes. Or you can or you can um t- cut it up and salt it a little bit. And then squeeze the the salt water out, and then just stir fry it with a little bit of onion. It's still gonna be bitter, but it's so good. It's I love it. Yeah, I, love yeah, it. I had to get. I had to learn to, to, to help like me. it though. You're gonna to have to help, help me. Yeah, because um, you know, that bitter melon is supposed to be one of the uh, also something that's good for diabetes. Yes, um, and. Yes. I'm like, my husband's like, well, I know it's nasty, but it's good for you. And I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe, you know what? You're making me think the next time I go to Randazzo's, have you, have you ever been to Randazzo's? That's where he works at. Oh, okay. So yeah, you got all the access to the good stuff. So the next time I go there, I'm going to grab some bitter melon and juice it with some apples and see if, if the, it helps. If, yeah, because apple juice tends to cut a lot of bitterness out because I like to, I like to juice kale and mustard and spinach together. And that mustard, it gets bitter and it has a kind of a peppery um, Mm -hmm. bite to it sometimes when it's fresh. So if I throw a little apple in there, it seems to neutralize that bitter taste. So maybe that might help the bitter melon. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm going to have to try to make up a a recipe. Yeah, please try because um, it's good for you, mm-hmm. but again, and I still another lifestyle like um a lot of the beans are mm-hmm. good for you, mm-hmm. but I was a person that didn't like uh textured food, really the mushy, like uh, so I okay. don't like beans, okay, and I didn't like like peas, mm-hmm. disgusting lima beans, uh, so a lot of the stuff that's supposed you to be like soup. Do you like soup? Do you like soup? Yes. Well, you know, a lot of beans are in soup. Maybe if you like puree it all the the way down. Mm -mm. No. Wow. I tried, um, you know, I have to ask, like, when people make chili, Mm -hmm. like, do you do it with beans? If if so, I'm not eating it. 
or I'm going really? to take the beans out. But again, this has to be a lifestyle change. To retrain yourself. In my, yeah, in my mind, because again, a lot of the foods that I need to have um, for protein purposes, mm-hmm. um, if I'm not eating a lot of meat, um, I have to get in that lifestyle yeah. of eating. I, I, I want to invite you over for some of my vegetarian chili. I have, I have, I have turned people around. I'm going to tell you, we had a chili. This is when we lived in Minnesota. We had a chili, um, a chili night. I made chili and cornbread. I made a beef and turkey version. I mixed it. And cause there were meat eaters there. And I made a vegetarian version that had like vegetarian meat and beans in it. The vegetarian one went first. Everybody was going after that one they liked it more than the meat one that they're used to. I don't know why I put the same ingredients in both. So just, I'm gonna let you try some. Yeah. Like I said, (laughs) it's just a a concept that Mm -hmm. for years, that's Mm -hmm. where I was like, no beans. I'm not eating it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the the peas and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, they're so delicious. Um, my husband is trying to call me. Sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. I'm sure he's going to try to call me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hopefully he got the, the message. But yeah, I had to um, change the whole idea of how to, um, what what I need to eat. Um, and then another thing I didn't do before was eating um, more. Okay. The breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then mm-hmm. snacks. Mm-hmm. I was going hours without eating. Now, I, I'm, I'm not, I haven't gotten there yet. I need to, I need to eat more meals. And that's one weakness because I, I don't like eating really early in the morning. My stomach just isn't ready to eat early in the morning. So a lot of times I don't eat till 12 o'clock in the middle of the day. And then I have dinner. I may have a snack or something small in the morning, like a piece of fruit and maybe a piece of fruit in between dinner and lunch. But I don't eat like a breakfast. And they say that breakfast is supposed to be your biggest meal of the day. But I don't know. I think... I think sometimes people are just different. Like my stomach is not just not ready for all that food in the morning, every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, I would get kind of, you know. I'm, I'm up so early mm-hmm. that in my brain, it's like, it's too early to eat. Right. Um, <laughs> I have to be at work at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Who's eating the whole breakfast at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Nobody that I know of. So um, I don't end up eating till um, sometimes eight o'clock mm-hmm. um, once everything is kind of calmed down at work and then I'll eat and then I'll try to eat again like at one when mm-hmm. I only have like an hour left at work. Then I don't eat again till late that evening. Like if um, 
eight, nine o'clock at night, which mm-hmm. most people be like after six, you shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. But you know how my schedule is with my husband. Right. You don't have no choice to eat late and he does not like eating dinner by himself. Mm-hmm. So well, if you're doing salads, that shouldn't be like, you know, a deal. Right. It's nothing yeah. heavy. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't eat till, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock sometimes, depending on what, what time he gets off. Um, so again, it's what's best, what, you know, for you, mm-hmm. um, what we're talking about is not deemed as, oh, if you don't eat like this, this, you know, the world, right, is no. You. no, it's, um, where you are, you know, mm-hmm. some people just love meat. That's mm-hmm. them. Um, a lot of people that I know have to have a meat when they eat period. Right. Right. That's not me. That's never <laughs> been me. Right. But I am realizing more that I could really do without me. It's okay. Um, I'm like, he'll put it on the plate and be like, you know what? I'm not going to eat that. I'll just eat the sides or something and that I'm okay. Right. Um, and so now it's that I'm It's funny that, that we call them, we call them the sides, but God intended them for intended for them to be the main, main like, yeah. you know, meat eating. And I don't know, I'm kind of getting a little biblical here, but meat eating never really um, was part of man's diet until after the flood, after there was no vegetation on the earth for man to eat and they had to eat animals, kill, yeah. mm-hmm. kill animals and eat them. So we were, we were meant to be herbivores. If you look at our teeth compared to animals that eat plants, they're similar. Yeah. Animals that eat other animals, they have long jagged long things things to tear them. Right. We don't we don't even have the right equipment to eat meat the right way and tear it apart and stuff like that. So I'm not saying that when I ate it, I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed me a piece of oxtail. It was delicious, but mm-hmm. it's just not, it, I can't process it anymore. And that, and it was kind of decided for me yeah. that your body can't take this anymore. It's not going to go through and you can't keep, you know, every time something happens, cut out a piece. A part of you. Yeah. Right. It's, we only have 20 feet of it. So, right. <laughs> you know, we're not going to keep doing that. So I just, I had to make adjustments. Yeah. And that, that's a, 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 a good way. Sometimes it's the. Like, why did I have to, you know, punish myself this way? But, you know, luckily uh, for you, it wasn't unto death. For somebody else who might not have, you know, paid attention to their body. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go a long time without eating ribs, mm-hmm. and you try to get it and eat it, and you realize, why do I have oh, this God, major so headache? Is because you ate something that had your your body's not used to anymore, and that headache Don't, inflammation. Yes. yes, that's inflammation. That's your body going into that acidic state from being alkaline from not having that that meat in you. You know, all along gout and all of those things that people get when you know they've eaten a lot of meat. That's all your body is responding. It's trying to yeah. fight off the disease, and it's causing inflammation. That and they ate a whole bunch of, um, like you said, acidic food, like tomatoes, uh, mm-hmm. ketchup, all of those things. And they're not catching it. Then it crystallizes. And then you, you get the bumps on your hands. You can't move them. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, Like 
Yeah. But the acid in tomatoes is is a different it's different than the acid in in eating flesh. And I'm not a scientist, so I can't explain it the way it's been explained to me, but it's a little bit different. But some people are allergic to tomatoes and other fruit and stuff like that. I know like there was a time I couldn't eat pineapple because it made my mouth itch, but I ate it anyway because I liked it. And eventually that allergy just kind of went away. So yes, shocking because I just had a um an allergy test not too long ago and it came back that I was allergic to all this stuff that I eat. Mm-hmm. I'm like peanuts. Mm-hmm. You know how long I've been eating peanuts and mm-hmm. chocolate candies and stuff? Never had a reaction or anything like that. I said your test is wrong. And <laughs> they said, Well, sometimes, you know, they said I was allergic to grass. I said, you know how long I've been in Right. I think sometimes it's not even so much the foods, but the things that they spray the foods with. Okay. You know, um, there's so much stuff, like your sister was saying, it's better for you to grow your own stuff. That way, you know exactly what's on it. You know, the soil that it went into, you know. I'm glad you brought that up. So her conversation today, see, this is why this all goes together. So today we learned about the importance of butterflies and bees Mm -hmm. and what she was sprays on her, um, in her garden Mm -hmm. and around, um, to make sure that the bees and the butterflies are around, which, um, helps them germinate. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to grow anything if they're not around. Right. It was like, Really? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. So this is why it's important to have um, local beehives mm-hmm. to harvest bees. And why it's important when you get your raw honey and all of that stuff from local bees, help your immune system and all this. I'm like, mm-hmm. I am learning so much just from gardening right? Um, that helps you with your food. Mm-hmm. And so even with um, planting certain flowers around your or in your garden mm-hmm. um helps and i'm like i did not know you need to attract the bees to come to yes. your pollinate yeah i've heard of that yes yeah, so it this whole conversation to this whole conversation today helps out with those um when it comes to food it's very important um as we heard the cliche as i say you are what you eat mm-hmm. and so now when you see me, it's going to be vegetables. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see, you know, McDonald's. You're not going to see Wendy's. And I said a long time ago, I should have had stock in Wendy's as much as I used to eat it. Mm-hmm. And there's a Wendy's right up the street. So when um, I decided to stop eating it and I tried to go back to it, it literally made me sick. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'm over this now. Okay. So now it's like your body is craving the right things versus fast food. You know, and remember, I told you that the first episode I ever had was in 2009. Mm -hmm. Well, prior to that episode where I ended up in the hospital, there was a time where I, I would stop and I would get hamburgers at Burger King. And it was just something I would do occasionally. But every time I ate it, I wouldn't even reach to where I was going. It would come up. Mm -hmm. And that happened for like a good two years before the 2009 episode. Mm. So like the Lord was trying to 
warn me, like, warn you. Mm-hmm. stop eating this. This is not helping you anymore. It's hurting you. But I would just tell myself, maybe it's just been a long time since I had it. Maybe I should just eat it more often <laughs> so that my body would get used to it. And it would, it would literally just not stay down. It stay would down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that happened to me maybe five or six times. And then I just finally gave it up. I thought it was my acid reflux or something like that. I think God was trying to tell me, you cannot process this mm-hmm. Keep it out of your system. And I didn't listen. So he had to show me. Mm-hmm. That was the same thing that even with um, McDonald's, mm-hmm. like after I would eat McDonald's, I would have a bad case of gas mm-hmm. um, or I had to go to the bathroom. Like, well, what, what is it? You know, well, maybe they just didn't, you know, change the grease. So, you know, you start making up all of these excuses mm-hmm versus just saying you cannot eat it you just can't we had a um nutritionist come to our church once and tell us about an experiment experiment that they had done with fast food and I, I'm, I'm just saying fast food in general because I don't I don't want McDonald's to get mad at me and, and say I'm saying bad things about their food but she took a, a hamburger a fry and fries and had it just kind of like on a table in a room for over a year. Now, what happens when you leave food out? It spoils. Right. It didn't spoil. The fries and the hamburger did not spoil. They got dusty, but they didn't rot. They didn't rot. What? So what does that what does that tell you? That ain't no regular meat or potatoes. Or it has a whole ton of some kind of preservative or something in it because real food spoils. It gets rotten. It smells. It gets so that goes to say why don't you try it? Just buy buy a burger and fries and see what happens. Cause she so told that us, she to told say, us that if experience. it's not uh, breaking down over a year, so it's definitely not breaking down. Breaking down in your body, exactly. I would, I would actually like to to actually buy one and just leave it and see what happens myself because I was told about this experiment. I didn't see it for myself, but that's what I was told. I believe her. She's a nutritionist. That's scary. I don't think she would have any reason to lie to us but it makes me i every time i think about it i i want to buy one and just kind of leave it and see what happens to it that's scary mm-hmm. hmm. that makes you think yeah and i i was told um they did experiment with um the certain salts that they put on the fries mm-hmm. where it cuts your tongue to the point where you crave it um or even the te- the smell taste mm-hmm. um where it does something to your brain where brain, you, yep. you, mm-hmm. it triggers something in your brain that you keep wanting to yep and like you can be in an area you can literally smell the difference of mcdonald's fries versus somebody else's like you could be driving down french road and mm-hmm. you know it's a mcdonald's over there mm-hmm. and you be like that smell like mm-hmm. oh 
it's McDonald's over here. Mm-hmm. So it's all the trickery. Yeah, those olfactory triggers. So you have to retrain yourself. And that's basically what what I wanted to leave the people with. Like, you only have one body. And it took us a long time to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to have to do that to um, change how you eat, change how you um, take care of your body. Like if those who smoke, those who put, you know, toxins in your body um, and what uh, alcohol does to your body, mm-hmm. um, what cigarettes do to your body, sugar, um, sugar, <laughs> all of these um, bad effects that happens to your body. And especially when you already have underlining health issues that were passed on to you hereditarily, mm-hmm. that um, you have to be a caution and um, know your history. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I had grandmas on both sides of my family who were diabetics, mm-hmm. who eventually got cut on oh. or, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so with that being said, listen. I don't care if you're skinny, don't care if you're overweight, diabetes don't care, Mm-mm. any other infliction or um, disease in your body does not care where you come from, how how old you are, it does not matter. Now that supposedly you diagnosed with this doesn't mean it's unto death. Mm-hmm. So now that you know this, this is a way and area for you to pray against. Is also a way, again, mm-hmm. to take care of your temple. Um, just because it entered does not mean it has to stay. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have told them the other day, I am on my recovery, the road to recovery. What you see today will not be the same tomorrow. I, I want to say that you look gorgeous. Thank I you. Remember, I remember when I met you a year ago in Detroit, Mass., you look very different now than you did then. You're you're glowing and you look happy. And I'm so glad to see that. I'm yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm thank you that. so much because I am. It's the <laughs> Good. truth. Good. Um, it's it's night and day when I first met you. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to be divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those moments as I was moving difficult to breathe mm-hmm. um trying to figure my way out of now I'm on a whole different I'm by myself um you know these th- different things how I was gonna make it you know when you have been brainwashed to think that the world's gonna end when this ends, and then, yeah and um that wasn't so mm-hmm. and so I told you know I think I had Julia on here I had my Hanson on here and it was just like the you guys were the family I needed at the time mm-hmm. um, to really understand that God is still with me. Yeah. He hasn't left me. And when he brought my current husband, mm-hmm. it was like, I'm back to eating now. I am, oh, you know, back to uh, myself. Mm-hmm. Of Like I said, this is a road to recovery. I was already happy. But when God brought, um, the right rib cage. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very excited. I was very happy. I still am, you know, we, and there's no, you know, perfect relationship, but there's 
things that you had to learn. Yeah, we had to learn Mm -hmm. in the last uh, go round that this time is going to last forever um, until the Lord says so. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm very um, excited is not even the word. Uh, it, That's it, awesome. I I noticed the difference, and um, I just wanted to congratulate you. If you invite me on again to talk about food, I know we're going to talk about my dresses next time. But I would love to do some like juicing recipes mm-hmm. with your audience, or okay. even um like pre prep something um vegetarian to show them how to fix it. Like maybe I could do some like curried um, garbanzos and like chickpeas and potatoes or something like that with rice, just to show them that food can be flavorful and it doesn't have to have animal products in it. It could okay. be you know, just plant-based and really delicious. Um, let's, hmm. when was you supposed to come back on again? I don't remember. I think April, because I was supposed to come on in February and, and that was like Valentine's weekend and my husband and um, some of our um, friends got together and the men cooked dinner for us. You should see the salad my husband made. He threw down that day on the salad. I was like, wait a minute, did you make that or did you copy something? Oh, like- we have to do an evening show again, right? Um, Yeah. So we will have to first week. We can do a uh, uh, April. 17th or April the 10th? April 10th is tough because I actually, well, actually, maybe no, it's not. I have a show the next morning on my birthday. Mm. Maybe I could do April 10th. So let me Yeah, let's let's schedule it because then I could um talk about the show that's coming up the next day and invite people out. Yeah, I think that would be good. Okay, so we're going to do April 10th at 7 p.m. Okay, sounds good. And of course, the closer to it, then I'll, you know, I'll email you. Okay. The um, the link again for Zoom. Okay. So I have you down for the 10th of April at 7 p.m. Let me put it on here. So we'll um, talk about that or or you can do the show on um, the wedding. It's up to you. I'll do the wedding stuff just because I have a bridal show the next day. Okay. And so it'll be nice to, you know, introduce your audience to some of my pieces and invite them out to the show the next morning. Okay. So we'll do that or you can split it up half and half where... um, um, we can do half of it, um, the wedding and, um, wedding dresses and then half of the, um, food. So okay. that's up to you or you want to hold another show again. It's up to you. Um, let's do the wedding next time. Wedding okay. next time. Yeah. 
And then that'll okay, give me okay. enough time to prep, you know, get, get, cause it might be a lot for me to try to be prepping okay. up and then prepping for the show and all of that in the same weekend. All right. So let's schedule, I'll put on your wedding. Um, let's schedule. You want to still do a show in April for the food? Or you want to wait till May? Let's wait till May. Let's okay. do May. All right. Let me. So currently, I don't have any shows in May yet. Okay. I'm almost done with April. So um, let's see. Um, May 1st is the first Saturday in May. Okay. We can do that evening. Mm-hmm. That works. Seven o'clock. Yep. 7 p.m. Frank. And I'll make sure I put down here food. Okay. I got you down. May 1st. 7 p.m. Frank food. All righty, I got you down in the book. All righty, it's been fun hanging out with you, and it's so yes, I am. I am Even so if it's uh, virtual. <laughs> yeah, I was so glad, and this is a lot easier. Even if um, we don't have to be in person, right? Um, even when the world opens back up, I'm still probably going to be doing Zoom calls. Okay. It's a lot easier, and a lot of people have more acceptable mm-hmm. to actually doing this versus being in person. Right. Um, right. So um, again, thank you for stopping by. We had a good conversation. Like I said, this whole day has been really dedicated to um, food. Yeah. Healthy so, food. Healthy, good healthy food. food. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. And um, off camera, you could uh, try the the bitter melon with the apple and tell me how that goes. I definitely will. As a matter of fact, I think I'm gonna get my husband. Let's take a randazzo run. I need to I need to make up a new recipe and see how it works. Yes, please and, do. Okay, and then maybe I can um, introduce it on the show next time. Okay, in May. Okay. Thanks, Camilla. It was so much fun. Bye, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.